Thanks for tuning in to the Unpopular Review Wrestling Podcast. This is an audio version of our Wrestling Review live streams. You can check those out and other funny and entertaining content at our YouTube channel. Find it at youtube.com backslash unpopularreview. Thanks and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this wonderful edition of Unpopular Review, AEW NXT Review. I'm one of the hosts. I gotta say, that was a pretty badass intro. I mean, because I was in the intro. You know, there's an intro where I'm not in it, but that's not here, neither here nor there. Uh, I'm one of the hosts and my tag team partners for this evening. We're for at the moment, as we can know, as I know of, we are a tag team. My tag team partner, Evil Dose. What's going on, Evil Dose? What is up? Yeah, you definitely in the intro, and you got a lot of airspace there. But I did get first billing, but I did notice in Bad Guy Jack, the U was an upside-down Omega. And don't think I missed that Illuminati-like sign there, oh, making you like the Omega of everything. I, I also see that you went to Dairy Queen today and got yourself a uh, ice cream sundae and your little Mets hat there. So I was nice. so happy and pleased, and I wanted to show it off so badly. Because, you know, I'm a guy. I'm, I'm from Queens. I got to represent Queens. So, yes, I got to have the whole Mets thing, even though the – I don't think they've won, and I don't got God knows how long. But hey, gotta represent Queens, man. That's all right. Yeah, Queens Boulevard. You can say I am Queens Boulevard. I am. I, I'm. I'm just. I am Queens. But I think it don't come off as good. So yeah, I am Queens yeah. Boulevard. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. see. Yeah, radio edit. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm told that that we that our third member may jump in fashionably late. We'll see. Uh, uh, you know. I don't know how NXT was because you watched it, obviously, but AEW, not as messy as last week, but a little dull. So I don't have a whole lot to say, but somehow I think I'll say a lot anyway. Well, yeah, that's what we're here to do is to talk and run our mouths and tell you guys that's watching what the shows were like. Um, NXT, to me personally, just to get it out there, it just seemed very lackluster. Um I, I mean, there was some good stuff, but it just seemed lackluster. Like It just seemed like it dragged... It seemed like um, you know, I just wanted to advance all these storylines for next week. And uh, I know there's a takeover coming up. I just forgot how um, where is that. I don't know if it's like two, three weeks from now. But, you know, just to move those stories going along. But um, why don't we – I didn't see AEW, but since AEW starts with an A, why don't we start off with that? What was a What was the first segment of All Elite Wrestling? Okay, well, AEW started – and by the way, it was dark down there in Florida uh, – and it started right off with you the King's suck, Tower Elvis. I hate you. Thank Whoa. you for watching. Yeah, for sure. Wow. That's very hostile. Very that, that is that the side of you we're gonna see this Sunday? By the way, the unpopular review gang, or some of it, is getting together this uh this Sunday watching the uh, Royal Rumble together. I think we're gonna stream some of it live so you guys can watch us interact in our in our native habitats. I know, like bears. Yeah, I think Zookeeper's going to throw us raw meat. It's going to be really exciting. Oh, man, I can't wait. Like, Especially yeah. if it's on the floor. 
but I did. I, I hope. I hope it's not salmon again. I hate fish. Really, you're not a you're not a fish person. Really, I, I am. I like smoked salmon, but no, I'm not a fish. I person. love when salmon smoke. It, it it's some about that way you see. Cause I could just imagine it with a leather coat and sunglasses and has a cigarette. So yeah, I'm with the smoked salmon. Yeah, I like a smoked salmon, and and you know, I like a I like a mollusk. I like a crustacean. The regular mm. fish, nah, it just doesn't work for me. And you know what else didn't work for me? AW Dynamite didn't work for me tonight. So we started with Kingston and Archer. Uh, Kingston comes out alone. Um, Archer comes out with Jake Roberts, but he sends Jake Roberts back because he doesn't need him. Um, the backstory of, of the still goes back to the Battle Royal when Eddie Kingston didn't think he was eliminated. So Archer got the title shot, then Eddie Kingston never got a title shot afterwards. Oh, wait, he got two title shots. I mean, what's he mad about? I, I, I don't understand this. It's it's still going on. Um, anyway, there were a couple good moves, um, but the basic story was Lance Archer dominating the match but wasting a whole lot of time. He did one choke slam outside the ring. Eddie Kingston caught his hip on the apron and, and dropped to the bottom. Uh, not the bottom, the floor, uh, the mats. And uh, JR, Tony Schiavone, they were going, he broke his back, he broke his back. Well, he didn't break his back, but it – it did look like it was not necessarily planned. That the plan might have been to land on the apron. I'm I'm not really sure, but I don't know. It's hard to tell if it affected Kingston or not because he's not exactly a graceful wrestler anyway. Um, anyway, this was mostly Archer. Again, he wasted a lot of time. He was hello, Chris. Uh, he Christopher. Was, he was doing power moves and spending a lot of time glamming and and looking. Justin Palacios. I know that name. Sorry oh, about that, sorry, Elvis. Sorry, sorry to hear that, Elvis. Definitely sorry to hear that. Oh, come on, Daniel. It's not always awesome. Try to be try to be objective. That's the word I'm looking at. Yeah, he, he definitely caught the hit. What what is oh a lot of different names there for Charmaine. Um yeah. so anyway, uh Lance Archer did do that moonsault off the top rope, which is a pretty impressive move for a yeah, man yeah. of his size. Almost like seven feet, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But then he wastes a lot of time again and doesn't get the pinfall. Um, at, at some point, the Butcher and the Blade come out. They have a beaten Jake the Snake Roberts uh, held held behind them. Jake is in his uh, his granimals again, um, you know, looking pretty worse for wear. That obviously has the desired effect on Lance Archer to turn his attention and and you know, but he doesn't go storming out. He's just sort of glaring at them or whatnot. At that time, the bunny comes from the other side and gives Kingston basically a loaded, uh, almost like a loaded glove, not quite as uh, large as what Sean Spears was was wearing. But anyway, um, so he does the the uh, his back fist move, knocked mm -hmm. out Archer, and Eddie won. By the way, at some point in this match, Eddie Kingston did something to Lance Archer and it legitimately call, caused a black eye. And, you know, like it looks like blood was going into his eye. Wow. You know, so it was legit and you could really see it. Um, the Butcher and the Blade came in. They continued the beatdown of Archer and you could really see that black eye. The segment then went basically into a Moxley promo. I mean, they they spent a lot of time promoting next week's card and a little bit of, uh, um, yeah, mostly next week card, some revolution, but next week card mostly. And, and uh, yeah, AW was okay. I mean, we'll, we'll give it that. It was it was not as good as last week. 
right? I think that the fans are arguing with each other, and I'm not going to get involved in that right now. No, we don't get involved in that. We don't wear ref shirts. We let that Ooh. go into the chat. That I mean, that's what we like here at Unpopular Review, yeah. because you have an opinion, I have an opinion, they have an opinion, but we just ask to keep it not uh, uh, friendly. Let, let's not throw chairs and thumbtacks and... No. Now, here's one of the best parts of the show, in my view. It was a Moxley promo, mm -hmm. and he was being very natural, and he really was trying to untangle some of the uh, clusterness of, of some of the AEW plot lines, and he was really pointing it out as if he's noticing it too. So, I mean, it was good. I, I don't know if that was his idea or somebody else's, but he basically said, you know, the, the good brothers hate me, and the young bucks are sort of with the good brothers, but they're sort of my friends, but they really don't like Kenny, and they don't like, uh, they don't mm -hmm. like, um, not Con, Don Callis, uh, yeah. and there's a whole lot of drama with them, there always has been, and then you've got the death triangle, and, you, and you've got the, the you know, uh, you know, Pac doesn't like me, and and the Lucha Brothers they they don't like the Young Bucks, but they're with me, and they're fighting with the Butcher and the Blade, and and they're friends with Kingston, or are they friends with Kingston? They were best friends with Kingston. I don't know what's going on around here. I'm a simple guy. I like my beer cold, my coffee hot, my water room temperature, and I like sex in the morning because it's a good way to start the day. It wasn't um, mine. And then he said basically. Yeah, I don't know much about Phoenix or Pac, but, you know, you want to have a fight? I'm down for the six-man match. So that was it. Simple. Um, he, he made a lot of good points. It, I actually, that, that was one of my favorite Moxley promos. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm in the minority there. And, and then that took us to a commercial. So um, back to you, bad guy. So I just got to ask, because uh, I feel like uh, John Moxley, he's uh, he's a mixed bag, but I guess you could say that about any wrestler. But what, how do you feel about him as a promo guy? I think that he's generally overrated as a promo guy. I mean, I think as far as this era is concerned, he is average to slightly above average, but not much above average. But every now and then he, he strikes the right passion and the right note. But he is sort of one note, so it doesn't always sound right. This time he was he was more demure. I mean, he wasn't demure, but he wasn't like yelling at the screen and all amped up and I liked it. Maybe it was a change of pace. Maybe I liked that he was pointing out all the things that <laughs> I sort of uh, kibitz about every week. But I, I thought it was good. I thought it was effective. Fair enough. Fair enough. Interesting takes. Yeah. Uh, NXT, it starts off with Drake Maverick and Killian Dane against MSK. Um, I missed a great portion of this going back and forth. But um, the story pretty much was, um, you know, it's the Dusty Classic. So you have these two teams. I was uh, <laughs> MSK is a really good team. I feel like I got to see more of them. Um, they you know don't... who they were, right? I remember they were the Rascals. Right. So uh, the third Rascal just resigned with Impact. Oh, he did. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, yeah. I guess. Wow. No, no Daniel will not. Z Ziggler has been half buried for about a decade, and you know he's a tag team champion. So I don't know how he can be buried, but it's fine with me. He's, he doesn't care. Ziegler collects, He's happy. He yeah. collects one and a half million dollars a year plus mm -hmm. merchant royalties mm -hmm. and does whatever they say. He says he's not going to resign and always resigns and he'll be there another I, five years. And I think anybody who's watched wrestling for a long period of time, I feel like there's actual wrestlers you can name. I can't think of any on my head or as we speak, but he can be rebuilt. I think he can be saved if one good big win, a, a really good storyline, he can totally be saved. I mean, he's just, he just, I think he's just, 
uh, I don't want to say complacent, but he's just satisfied in the role that he's in. Well, you are a Mets fan, so yeah. <laughs> I Dolph see where Ziggler, this is going. Oh. Dolph Ziggler is Jeff Newsom. He is the ultimate utility player. If he's okay. a starter, he's a starter. If he's not, he's not. You can plug him into anything. You right. can have him do anything. You want to put him in main events? He can be in main events, and then you know, and it's sort of believable. You want to put him in the mid card? You want to put him in the low card? You want him to be in a comedy act? You want him to go away for four months? He doesn't care. Um, right. He's he's very happy. He does his comedy. He, you know, he gets his girls. Uh, and no, uh, and by the way, if his brother was awesome tonight, that would be one thing. But his brother was every bit as pedestrian as any rookie I've ever seen. And he's not a rookie. He's got he's got ten he years. He got some up. time. Yeah, I was gonna say he got some time. I can't wait to hear your in, uh, input on that. Actually, um, but uh, Drake Maverick and Killian Dane they are eliminated from the Dusty Rhodes Classic. I was uh. Relatively surprised. I mean, not even surprised because MSK is the new team. So you got to give them some wins and make them seem legitimate. But I really was going for Drake Maverick and Killian Dame because I don't know. I just thought they were cool. I mean, and also, too, they still got a story with um, what's this team? The brand. Um, I don't know. Uh, Oni Lokins and. Um, well, they haven't been the brand in about a month or so. Yeah, but I'm saying they had a tie. I'm saying there was still a connection there. I kind of was rooting. And I'm kind of, I was rooting for them. So when they, uh, what's going on, Michael? Um, hey, can you was, remind me who, who did they lose to? Who? Dane Maverick. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> MSK. MSK. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that, that's fine. That's that's two wins for a new team. That's that's yeah. unusual in uh, NXT. Usually you, you, you do the honors for a bit. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think it really hurts Drake. And I mean, they're a comedy team. Um, they're the NXT version of uh, Team Hell No. Hey, what's up? Um, so glad Trey didn't sign with WWE to join MSK and went back to Impact. I mean, yeah. whatever okay. works for him, man. I mean, he's got a huge future making $22,000 a year. That's awesome. <laughs> there you go. So there's an interview with, uh, after that, there's an interview with uh, Coach Stallion for the Cruiserweights generic stuff. Um, I know nothing of Kurt Stallion. I'm sorry. I just do not watch 205 Live. Apparently, he's a prospect. He's a really big deal, but it just it didn't register with me. Um, it didn't really do anything for me. So um, I heard him talk. I think I went to the refrigerator and grabbed some strawberries and then, you know. Like, I thought he was Ben Carter when he ran out. Ben Carter. See, who's Ben Carter? Who are these people? Is, it, is this a movie Ooh. reference? No, Ben Carter was the British wrestler who was on AEW, and everybody was making a big deal about him, and then he mm -hmm. signed with NXT UK. He was the one who didn't have a work visa, but was working in the U.S. anyway, and, and oh, so there wow. was a problem, so he had to fly back to the U.K., um, and NXT UK signed him. Uh, so I, I thought that maybe uh, WWE got him a work so visa. And him. You know, he, 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 looks, he looks like a smaller version of Kurt Stallion, and having never seen Kurt Stallion before, I just thought maybe he looked bigger in the NXT arena. It's hilarious when I uh, I've been doing shows with you for probably I don't know how many episodes we've done together. But every time we're eight years now. Yeah, I, I know, right? We've been doing it for years, right? We're just we're just a hell of a tag team. We're the I don't want to say we're the Rockers, you know, because you know they, I I didn't know much about them, and I, I and I don't see any of us throwing each other through glass window. I just, no, I know <laughs> you're not that big a coward to try to escape by jumping through a window. Yeah, escape from a yeah, and plus we're beautiful people. We can't be throwing people. You know what I mean? We don't do that. But Maybe we're beautiful people. We, you can we be in the love. I can be yes. Velvet Scott. 
Yeah. Right. We we need a uh, no. We don't need Madison Rain. She ruined everything. Um, but uh, <laughs> but you know, um, every time I hear you talk about a wrestler, you say like H two O. You say, oh, I don't know. You compare all these teams and they all look the same and stuff like that. So Kurt Stallion looked like Ben. Uh, I don't know who this guy is. You said but Ben, so yeah, maybe he is Ben. Maybe we don't know. Maybe maybe it's a magician. Maybe it's just... not. And I'll tell you how I know this because people were making fun of the Kurt Stallion name, like they're saying, "Oh, it's so typical of it, of Vince to, mm-hmm. to, to to pick those kinds of names." And it turns out that's that's the name he was using on the Indies. It's his own name, so he's one of the few guys that kept his name. So oh, there you go. And Kurt Stallion is a very wrestling name. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that, like, you know, I mean, there was a tag team, the Young Stallions. It was, uh, I think, Paul Roma and, and Jim Powers. Oh, wow. There you go. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, I but go on. I, I'm, I am doing just fine, Miss Cobeo. Thank you for asking. Hopefully we'll see you on Sunday. Yes. You got to be La there. Sicario wants to meet you and hablas espanol. Yeah, there you go. Jeff, are you a fireball kind of guy? You know, I'm like a chameleon. I can sort of make it with, you know. I can with... see you being a chameleon. I see you blending in. Like, I, w- I could be like, where's Jeff? Or where's Evil Dose? I'm sorry, I'm shooting your shoot name. But I'm like, where's Evil Dose? And then it's like, you're right. And then you just pop up. I'm like, oh, Evil Dose. Yeah, if we're, if we're going to be doing the silly things like fireballs, I'll probably stick to silly drinks like fireballs. Mm. Um, but, but yeah. Absolutely. Uh, who would I like to meet that I, that I haven't met? I have to be honest with you. I don't want to meet anyone. No offense, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I find cyber friends to be much more <laughs> easy to deal with. <laughs> Meeting people in person is is well. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna change my answer. I mean, first of all, Charmaine's a top fan, but Derek Mitchell. I mean, he and I think alike, so I I can't imagine we. Derek is a great mind. You know, Derek yeah. is a great mind. I, yeah. I I would like to actually sit across the table from this man because this man. I like talking with wrestling fans who know what they're talking about and people who've been watching wrestling yeah. for years. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I can see why you would pick him. Charmaine is cool. I met her yeah. once actually. She's really really cool. I Very mean, there, there's there's that woman, um, Veronica or uh, something, Vera Sanderson. Uh, she seems nice. <laughs> but um no I, I i actually i would like to meet all of you um and you can be in my line it's 40 dollars for a photo and 20 dollars just for a plain autograph and i do cameos for a hundred dollars for a five minute segment yeah. <laughs> ah, this guy have his prices everybody have a price we're not we're not even talking about we're not even talking about only fans Elvis, don't worry, man. I got you. You don't worry. It's it's. I gotta keep it on the on the down low. I don't want people to get jealous. Yeah. Well, what we have doesn't need to be publicized. There you go. And since we got only a minute left until we go into break, um, I do want to just get into this one match: as Dakota Kai and Gonzalez against Aaliyah and Jesse. Um, this was a showcase for really Dakota Kai and really more Gonzalez. Gonzalez is she's the I. I kind of lean towards them winning this whole thing. I could be wrong because the way this booking has it been throwing me, <laughs> throwing me off. But just some quick, st- uh, quick notes. I mean, Dakota Kai and Gonzalez are just they isolate, um, isolate, isolate Aaliyah. She she keeps trying to go for the tag to Jesse, can't get to her. Eventually gets to Jesse, and I thought the spot was really interesting because it was kind of a hot tag. So you know, usually the hot tag, the baby face, because they came off. Aaliyah and Jesse comes off as more. Ba- they come off as the babyface in this tag match, mm-hmm. but as she comes to attack 
um, Gonzalez. Gonzalez shut her down immediately. What's up, Mike? Shuts her down immediately with a clothesline, then hit her with that one arm. Hey, thanks, Derek. Thank you. Thank you. No, much no, much appreciate. Thank you for joining us, man. Um, wait, who was sexy? Yeah, who? Wait, I don't know who. Who was the sexy? I, I'm, I was about to get jealous. What? I, I don't know. I just saw sexy. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe it's you. I mean, listen, you kind of no, got the show. Me. I mean, it's usually you, but I think it said Rachel. But I, I guess they mean Raquel. Oh, Raquel. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought it was one of us. Damn. All right. Sorry. Yeah, I disappointment. Kind of, I am disappointed. It's like having a sandwich and fell on the floor. Yeah. But um, yeah, no more terrible. fan comments. <laughs> but you know, um, Gonzalez shut her down immediately. Hit her with the one arm power bomb. Pins Jesse. Um, I I, I kind of like what they've been doing. I mean, they've really done everything they can to, and. Uh, we can go into commercial break after this, but they've done everything possible to make Gonzalez very strong. I mean, she looks very dominant. I know there's other contenders for that NXT Women's Championship, but I almost say she's next in line, like next meaning to take the title. So I am thinking that you are correct that they are going to win this, and I am hoping that they will maybe win the Women's Tag Team Championship so they don't have to leave NXT, but they can go right. on all brands, and I think that when they're ready to pluck Raquel onto the main roster, because I think it will be Raquel, not necessarily with Dakota, but they can both get that shine and both get that raise. But we need women's tag teams for the women's tag yeah, team oh to mean God. something. So, you know, they're starting to create some, you know, uh, so l- let's go with that. Thank you, Charmaine. Okay, so you're back to fan, back to fan uh, chats are okay. Hey, oh, um, so you really, you think um, they would bring up Gonzalez so fast? Like, do you think that's even necessary? Like, I do agree that they need tag teams. Um, I, I do agree that they need tag teams, but um, I wouldn't bring up Gonzalez so fast. Because I think she could just have a nice little run in NXT. Like, she could really do, like, she could have a run down there and not have to be rushed up so quickly. Because my biggest fear is that they bring her up so quickly and they don't they don't have anything for her. I think she could just have a run there. No, Mike, I didn't. Um, well, that's what I'm saying. It's it's a false choice if you make them the right. tag team champions. They can they can be on the main roster and on NXT, and, and they can do all brands. But since there's more tag mm-hmm. teams actually in NXT, they could that could be their home they game. Do. I mean, one is in Orlando, the other is in Tampa. It, it, it's, 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 it's not, they're it's not going, no, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, okay. no, great, great assessment, uh, Evil Dose. And with all that said, uh, if the boys in the back can kindly get us a commercial break so we can go into our first half, then yeah. Oh, here we go. Look, they put a picture and cover us. So, yeah, here's a commercial. Oh, man. Wow. A lot of there energy. You go. A lot of energy. That is a lot of it. <laughs> a lot of energy. Hey, well, thank you. Heard about Cheryl Lynn to be real. What you I know? saw you dance. I saw you bop into yeah. it. You was getting into it. I saw you. And yeah, that was a lot of energy. You yeah. got it. To be real. It's got to be real. <laughs> real. There you go. That's all. Cheryl Lynn rocks. Mm. See, yeah. there you go. Speaking um, of rocking, we're going to talk about Dwayne. I'm joking. Go ahead. Uh, I wish. Um, yeah, yeah, Ricky, we're going to talk about Dwayne. Um, <laughs> no, but we're going to talk about someone older than than Dwayne, but wrestled in, in the same era. 
and that is Sting, because we come back and Sting and Darby are in what appears to be an abandoned warehouse or some sort of industrial area. It's not clear if they're on the inside or the outside. It's not particularly important. Um, so Sting says, okay, Taz, now that we're on a first-name basis, because there was some promo with Taz earlier saying we're going to be on a, a first-name I don't know. I don't even know when it happened. Actually, it must be referring to something in the back. But he, Sting said, yeah, we're going to be on a first-name basis. So, hi, Taz. Hi, Brian. Hi, Ricky. You know, et cetera. Um, oh, no. you know, you've been making false accusations about us, and it's hurt my feelings. You called us hoodlums. Hoodlums? We're not hoodlums. Well, Darby's a hoodlum. And you know what? I'm sort of a hoodlum, too. So this was really dumb. And then they start breaking some windows with the baseball bat and I guess the skateboard and they walk away. Uh, so grunge. Yes, as hoodlums. And Darby left the TNT title there, just abandoning it. I don't know if that was supposed to mean he didn't give a F um, or if it was a mistake, but the camera lingered on it. it was, I don't know. It was a little weird. I'm not really sure how this Sting thing is working. I, out. I saw this segment because um, I saw it on Instagram that you know they shared segments and stuff. So I watched the segment and it was so weird to me because and I don't know if it's weird. Maybe weird is not the word. But I'm watching this segment. Sting is doing a promo. You got uh, Darby. He's brooding, and then they start like like he throws his. Um, Darby? Darby throws the skateboard through the glass window. Then Sting used the bat to break some glass. I, I I don't know what this was trying to go for. It just it just you know I mean I mean this match is happening. It's official. It's happening. I I, I just don't know what to expect out of it. I mean it's got to be cinematic. It just has to be. It, um, I think I, I think that's pretty much public that it's going to be a cinematic match. Absolutely. I mean that that's the way to go with Sting. Um, right. No. Uh, I mean, he's in very good shape for a 61-year-old man. He's oh, he in looks very great good shape for, for a 51-year-old man. Well, he looks great. I got to give it to him. He looks really, really great. Um, but the segment was kind of funny. Just seeing him break glass, just just with their face paint and Sting got his coat, and they're just breaking glass, and Sting is swinging the bat. I don't know. I, just thought, I thought this was a deleted sink from Crow. I don't know it, what was going on. <laughs> it, it was really silly. And somebody pointed out to me that Sting mm -hmm. was winded after it. I didn't even notice that, so I can't verify it. But I'm sure that they were – I mean, I just I just didn't know what I was watching. And when we come back, we're, we're seeing the inner circle come out in Moss, all of them together, um, and they're facing the Varsity Blondes. This was another lethargic match by Jericho and MJF. And frankly – Brian Pillman, who is not Brian Pillman Jr. because his father's dead, so it's just Brian Pillman. But for but because the Ham and Eggers there probably can't distinguish, we'll just call him Brian Pillman Jr. He is not really fast. He used to be fast. I mean, I, I remember him in the in the New Heart Foundation, and he was he had some speed to him. So I'm not sure what's going on there. Griff Garrison seems to be the the, the speed guy, and frankly, for a while, he was the one that, that was carrying the match. When Griff Garrison is carrying the match, that's not a good thing. Um, somebody reminded me that Griff Garrison was master from Master and Machine, which was a weird tag team in Ring of Honor. Mm. Um, apparently left Machine behind. Um, if somebody looks up there, the tag team, the picture of uh, Machine is, uh, it's like a flock of seagulls hair on all the steroids. Um, but oh, only hair steroids because the rest of him looks like, well, I, I don't know, uh, Jimmy Havoc maybe. Um, I remember Jimmy Havoc. Wow. Yeah, uh, we all remember Jimmy Havoc. 
anyway, th- this this was this was not a good match. Um, Brian Pillman jumped off the top rope into a Judas effect. Uh, Chris Jericho, I guess, because he had to get some revenge, did a, a lion salt. Actually, it was you know better than last week for sure. Right. They got the win. Um, the group all stood together and they all did the group flipping of the bird. And then for some reason out of nowhere, Sammy and MGF started, uh, um, you know, griping at each other again. Um, I posted on Twitter and on Facebook, wrestlers need to be able to count to at least three. That seems, you know, pretty natural. You would think that they can count to 10, you know, for countouts, but that might be a bridge too far for some. We've seen people have trouble with getting to 10, but Sammy Guevara can't count to one because he said months ago that if one more thing happens, he's quitting. And there's been a lot of things that have happened. So either Sammy is not a man of his word at all, has no spine or backbone, um, or he can't count. Um, so, you know, I, I guess we'll see, but this, this is a, uh, this is something that, that's bothered me, probably no one else. We then cut to a Pac, Pac promo. He is back in his castle that, that uh, we thought was merry old England back way when he was in that dark room, even though we know he's been back to the U.S. since. I don't know if this was filmed then or if it's a set or if he's in the U.S. or what. But he's basically calling out Omega. And basically he's calling out Omega and his boys, the Good Brothers, for doing all the things that until recently Pac was doing, saying that uh, you're, you're jumping people from behind, you're beating people up, and you're you're attacking them. And he even said this phrase. He said, like a pack of dogs. Well, he's Pac, and, and I remember him kidnapping Michael Nakazawa every week. Oh, yeah. I, remember that. I think he kidnapped maybe Rio also or Emi Sakura or, or all, but, I mean, that, that, that was that was Pac 101. I mean, it, it, it wasn't that long ago, so I don't know. Little weird, little, you know, uh, yeah, but I guess he had to say a little something. rustling. <laughs> yeah, but Pac is definitely uh, singling out Omega. And that he was is. a commercial. So uh, on to NXT. All right. And before I go, we got to get our main Derek right here. He said, Did you notice Pac had a VCR DVD combo? Did you notice that? I did not. There you go. Good eye, Derek. Derek, good eye. Derek is like the like third host. Good job, Derek. Um, DVD VHR uh, combo. I'll be damned. Well, he's so, recording from the 1800s. Yeah. I, hey, listen. They 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 need to know what's going on too. You know. Um, sure. We have uh, an interview where uh, it's the way, and um, it's been brought up to Johnny's attention that. Uh, there's rumors about Kushida getting a title shot for the North American Championship after being defeated by being defeated by him twice, mm-hmm. which set off Johnny. He's really upset. He's like, we don't talk about that. We don't do that. It's like, you know, like they don't mention the curse. But, you know, and then and then Austin, I guess when he says that, it sets Johnny off. So Austin's supposed to be like, you know, um, I don't want to say idiot, but he's supposed to be like the klutz. He's the one who trips over. He trips over his feet. He says things and makes everything very awkward. He's the kind of guy that um, if you had a you had candles set up on the table, he bumps into it and then a fire happens. I mean, he's someone you just <laughs> wouldn't want around your house. Like he walks underneath a ladder. He washed dishes, glass break. My point is, he's just cl- he's yeah. a klutz. He's the guy uh, at the wedding that points out that the that the groom slept with a hooker the, at the bachelor party. 
Oh yeah, no, he he he's definitely good for that. Good, good, good pickup right there. See, that's why we're the tag team. That's why that's why we're gonna win tag team of twenty twenty one. Calling it, boom, yeah, we're winning that. Like, no, I I feel like I got robbed this year. Yeah, <laughs> and the year just started. You feel like you got robbed. I love it. I feel like I feel like my body of work spoke for itself. I mean, Jesus, me and me and Ricky were a top show. Listen, love you, Ricky. But you know, I mean, you know, I, I, you know, I work with everyone. I work with Dylan. I work with David. I can do it all. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a five tool star. No, you, you are, you're top shelf. You, yeah. you, my friend, are top shelf. So I know that. You are too. No, no, this is how, that's why we're paired together. Yeah. Like if they break it up, it's because people are hating on our tag team. Yeah. So we're, we're like, we're like two Remy uh, Louis fifteens. There we. <laughs> See, this is great. There you go. That's exactly what we want. That's probably what we're going to name our tag team. Mm. Uh, but we have uh, – You know, yeah. Daniel, that is probably the wisest thing you've said, only because you're complimenting us. We have um, – yeah, the interview with the way and, and um, so you know, obviously – John- you, my friend? Huh? Did I knock you off your rails? No, you did good. You did fine. No, 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 no. So then there's a Karrion Cross promo with Scarlett. She's uh, doing the thing with the cards. I believe it's teasing for him because I, it's going to happen. He's going to have another, well, not another shot, but he's going to get a, um, he's going to get a shot at that NXT championship. What about me? See, I do a show with you. How are you going to, I'm the Beyonce of the show. Like, how do you do that? No, C has been, oh, 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 oh. No, go ahead, Dose. I'm sorry. It's okay. I, was, I thought you were having a stroke there for a second. No, I wasn't. No, I'm really upset at her. Like, what about me? Where's my vote? I mean, come on. I come up with these nicknames. I get, I get pretty for the show just so, you know, because you can't do this show and be hideous. Like, I, I, I take my time to do this show, and, and, and there's not a vote? Damn you, see. The audience can read Mike's essays. I can't do it. Um, I was just going to, you know what? I don't even remember. Thank you. Thank you, uh, C minus or C underscore. I think that's yes, great. I, I, but she is C minus because you, you messed that up. Well, I think it's underscore. Um, it is underscore. No, you're right. All right. I think it's C underscore. I'm sorry. I have old eyes. I'm not wearing my reading glasses. What do you want me to do? It's it's dark in here. I wear my reading glasses when I eat steak. Well, steak's important. There There's you go. A, a lot of steaks and steak. Um I don't even remember what I was going to – oh, do you think that Karrion Cross is still not fully recovered and they're doing these things to buy him a little bit of time? He did come by really quickly, but he seemed fine. I mean, when he had that match, when he honestly had that match with um, Damian Priest, he looked fine. Hey, no, put that back up there. Yeah. Oh, and, 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 okay, that's nice. I'll do it myself. Yeah, aren't you in charge here? Yeah, yeah. No, someone did that and then it was taken down quickly. Taken. Taken. Th- thank you. See, it's good to have an English teacher on the show. Thank you, sir. Yes. Uh, English you are C minus. <laughs> I'll um, give myself a C minus for that one. C no, you know, <laughs> you're fine. But um, no, I, I, I feel like he came back at a because he was fine in the match. I mean, you've watched wrestling long enough where you've seen people, they come back too quickly and then they have to like, I remember um, just as far back as I can go 2002 that uh, it was an eight-man tag. It was NWO, Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero. It was Bubba, Spike, RVD, and somebody else. I forget. But anyway, Nash came back. He said, I'm recovered. And he tore his quad in that match. I mean, he came back and just got as injured. So I'm saying that I'm saying that 
killing seemed pretty fine right about now. And I think it's good that they do give him those times where give him time where he can recover. Like he did wrestle last week, so it was a quick match. It was a, it was pretty much a squash. So maybe it's uh, the cardio, not his maybe not the shoulder, maybe his cardio isn't up to snuff. That could be. That 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 could be. I mean, that's something I, I taking a guess on. I, I would figure that he he um you know, that's something that builds up in time. I mean, it's not like he's wind like he's you know, a lot of people they can pick peep when someone like one of the guys in the chat just said Sting was gas. I mean, granted, you know, sixty-one year old man, um, killing. I mean, killing. Uh, <laughs> a carrying. I'm sorry, carrying. Uh, what mid thirties, top, really good shape. So yeah, it might be his cardio, possibly. Yeah, that 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 name's got to go. Carrying is no good. Just call him Cross. I mean, just call him Cross. Did yeah. you uh, was you a fan of the Killer when he was called? I mean, I get why they removed Killer, but oh, was yeah. you? Yeah, Killer Cross is awesome. Carrying Cross is just weird. I mean, Carrying eats other pe- eats other animals' kills. I mean, it's scavengers. That's that's not it's not his thing. Right. What that he eats? Uh, <laughs> that he eats people. Oh, eats animals. I mean, it's like eating roadkill. I mean, that that's what Carrion does. Oh, there you go. See, I did, I had no idea. Um, Michael wanted to point out to me that RVD and Chris were never in the NWO. No, no, no. They wasn't on the RVD was on the opposite side. Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero yeah, was you, teaming you were, with the NWO. I never you, said that they were. Yeah, you, you you were just naming people in the match that you recall. Yeah, you were not naming right. sides. The only yeah. Anyway, the, the, forget about Bye. the handbaggers. Let's let's move let's move on. I, I threw you off track. So the the no, start of here witchcraft. She did her witchcraft, uh, so it looked like uh, it did teasing that he's going to be doing something. And I think uh, there's one stop before he does go for the NXT Championship, and I'll get into that later. But then also, too, and then I'll leave this, and then you could take the um, next segment uh, right after this commercial break. But there's a Tegan Knox uh like prom, not promo, but the show a segment where she's working out with uh, the lady who plays Captain Marvel, uh, Brie. I forget her whole name, but she Larson. plays Captain Marvel. Who? Brie Larson. There you go. Thank you. Good job. So you you're good with the actors. I think I should just leave that. I might just say it's an actor, and you'd be like, got it. But um, yeah, they show her training. Uh, I guess she's recovering. And real quick, do you? I think we've talked briefly about it, but do you see not her coming back? I believe she's going to come back, but like in the same spot she was before she left because she had a pretty decent spot before she got hurt. I I honestly don't know. I I mean, uh, this is her third ACL injury, I believe. Um, so coming back first, I think, is an if. Uh, I might she might come back as a trainer. Uh, I, I mean, I don't see her as a future NXT women's champion. I don't see her going to the main roster. I mean, the, uh, I, I think that they'll probably offer her like a, a player coach position or, or coach kind of job. Um, as long as she can do workouts with people from the Avengers. I mean, <laughs> there's a role for her in that company. There's a role for her in that. Yeah, there you go. Um, and I guess with all that said, and then because once we come back from this commercial break, we're going to talk some more AEW, my friend. So here is a commercial. Ladies Boom. and gentlemen, thank you for watching this edition of Unpopular Review. While you're at it, why don't you give us a follow on these beautiful social media platforms known as Facebook and Twitter, at Unpopular Review. But there's another one. Give us a follow on Instagram. We got funny pictures, we got updates, and we have things where we tell you everything that's going on. 
So why don't you give us a follow on Instagram at unpopular.review. And now, back to the show. Hey, we're back. That was a nice quick commercial. So, Evil Dosk, uh, you want to pick up on where AEW, uh, on your review on AEW? I'm also going to try and pick up the pace a little bit because we come back to a Cody promo coming into the ring. Of course, it's Cody. Gets his whole thing. He's dressed up in a jacket. Not a jacket, a vest and tie and and dress pants. No suit, no jacket. Uh, He's with uh, Arn Anderson and Tony Schiavone's in the the ring. (laughs) They do a recap of uh, Jade in the waiting room segment with Britt Baker uh, where she embarrassed Cody. Uh, Cody said he's going to keep it simple. He's just going to do a sales pitch. Normally, he would be saying that March 7th at Revolution, he and his wife, Brandy, his beloved, would take on Jade and Shaq, but they can't because life happened and she's pregnant. Um, And then he was sort of going on, and, uh, you know, I'd like to know what I'm going to do with this match. I'm not really sure. You know what, Arn? You were right last week. I didn't take Peter Avalon seriously enough, and I paid the price, and you've been chewing me out. So you know what? This is your decision. And so Arn said okay, give me some time because I may contradict myself here and I, I beg you all to give me some patience. Um, blah, blah, blah. I talked about how Dusty Rhodes did a match and then took a private jack to make it there for Cody's birth. And then he blah, 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 calls out a gesture and Red Velvet comes out and she's got the passion and she is sick of Jade Cargill. She's had issues with her too. And since she knows Brandy can't defend herself, that she's going to defend herself and she is going to stir it up on her, on her bitch ass or something like that. Yeah, that was pretty And then Tony or JR says, well, if it's her bitch ass, you know it's serious. Um, sounding every bit as, as Caucasian as I sound right now. Um, so basically they lay the challenge out for Cody and Red Velvet because it seemed that Cody's body language indicated he was down um, to face Shaq and Jade at Revolution. But we didn't know uh, if there was going to be an acceptance at this point. So the ball was in Shaq's court. Um, Brandy, I guess, is a face, even though she doesn't act like a face, even though she's pregnant. So blah, blah, blah. Then we get to another little vignette where it's Kip. He's very happy he's getting married. Of course he is. Um, And then we get to Penelope, who's also very happy. Don't understand why. Kip is very handsome. Yes, I am very handsome. Kip is the best kisser. I sure am the best kisser. And a whole bunch of stuff like that. Wasn't funny. It's just like a whole, uh, huh? I mean, I, nobody gets this except that he's a small improvement from trash Joey Janela, who was her prior boyfriend. Um, and then Miro speaks up, again, wearing ostentatious clothes, which is his thing these, day, these days. And Miro says, he's not coming alone. It's not bringing Lana, folks. He's bringing Charles the Butler with him. So that is that clip. And, you know, then they promote the wedding at Beach Break or Beach Bash, whatever it's called, uh, which is next week, February 3rd. Um, So a fun little segment. So in two weeks, we're going to get two people going through a cake. We had uh, Dr. last week, and we'll have uh, undoubtedly, you know, Miro and or Kip or all of them are going through a cake next week. then the match was Adam Page against Ryan Nemeth, who, for anyone who's unclear, is Dolph Ziegler's shoot brother. Um, Ryan Nemeth. Yep. Yeah, he's going to write, pow, pow. Bang, bang. Uh, he's he's uh, called the uh, Hollywood hunk. Um, he's, his profile is very much like Dolph Ziegler. 
though when you look at his face, he looks a little bit like Ted from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, that's all I really see. Um, anyway, I didn't think that, that Nemeth was that bad, but I was seeing posts all over the place how terrible he was and that he, he looked terrible and it was embarrassing. I'm like, who was he worse than? Was he worse than MJF? Was he worse than Jericho? Was he worse than Pillman? Was he worse than right. Griff? I, for the life of me, I couldn't remember that there was a Kingston Archer match at that point. I, I, I was good. It was completely lost to me. Anyway, he was fine. He wasn't great, but he was fine. But he looked like a rookie. But he's a ten-year veteran. He, so was he? Uh, I don't know. Not sloppy, but I, I mean, how would you describe? Was he um, like you peeped? Did you pick peep up a lot of botches off him? Would you get off? No, he was just slow. I mean, it was just slow. It just didn't seem like it was flowing naturally. I mean, say what you want about the Alpha Ziggler, but he's very fast and very natural and very fluid. Oh, oh very, yes, yes. You know, he, you know, he's sort of like AJ and and Kenny Omega in that regard. He's very fluid and very fast. He is. Yeah. Ryan okay. Nemeth looked like he had to think about everything a lot, a lot like. Brian Pillman, but Brian Pillman's been in the business probably four years and is what 23, 24. This guy Nemeth, I don't, I don't know how old he is, but he's he's they said he was a 10-year vet and he didn't move like a 10-year vet. That's all I can say about it. Um, the main thing out of this match was that they talked about, you know, Adam Page not joining the Dark Order. The commentary was split on whether it was a surprise or not. They were talking about how it was probably a good move. JR said he's a bigger, he's a better asset to AEW as a single star, which might be true. A lot of people... I agree to that, actually. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people think he's going to be a future world champion. I really don't see that in him, at least not yet, but uh, you know, whatever. I've been wrong plenty of times before, and I'll be happy to be that, wrong about you, this, are too. You, are you admitting something? I am a fair demon. Um, okay. I like Adam Page. I just don't... Yeah, 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 I, yeah, I just I like don't him think he's that guy. Um, in, in any event... We just did a commercial, EC. Um, so anyway, Matt Hardy came out, and he was scouting someone. We didn't know who he was scouting, but he was clapping whenever something good happened for Paige. So it was pretty clear he was scouting Paige. So, I mean, this is like Paige being recruited part four, you know, twice by the Dark Order, you know, for a long time by the Elite, uh, you know. So it's like everyone's always recruiting Paige. Um, anyway, there, there was – at one point, Paige did a sliding rat lariat, which I don't think I've ever seen before, and that was a nice move. I've not seen that wow. before, and I, I liked it. Um, you know, he did his buckshot lariat for the win. Uh, Nemeth got probably a little bit too much offense in, but it was mostly Paige. Um, and Matt Hardy actually went to, to leave, but Adam Page called him back to the ring, which was a little bit strange. Um, but Hardy took the mic, and he said, you know, Adam, I'm paraphrasing, but you know, I can tell you're conflicted and you look a little lost and I don't blame you for not wanting to join a group. It didn't really work out for you. I was in stadium stampede, stadium stampede with you and those guys left you high and dry and you didn't deserve that. You're a good person. I see you. You're by yourself. You're, you're dressing by yourself alone in this little room adjacent to catering. I have this huge dressing room all to myself and you can use it anytime you want. No strings attached. And Tony Schiavone, who was in the ring doing the interview, said, I think you should take him up on that. So, you know, I, I guess now we're gonna see so Paige. Funny. Yeah, now we're we're gonna see Paige being recruited by uh, big money Matt Hardy and all of that stuff. And that took us to a commercial. Now I need to confess to the audience yes. at yes. some point, somehow, I missed Shaq. 
And apparently there was a pre-recorded segment where he basically yeah. accepted and said, see you in March or something like that. So there you go. There you go. that there match you go. is official. There you go. Derek got your back right there. Yeah, thanks, Derek. I could, you could. I wish if you were half a second earlier, I could have just shut up. Um, <laughs> didn't have to confess anything to the goddamn audience. Jesus, <laughs> you uh, evil dose, baby. But um, yeah, with that commercial, I guess what I wanted to ask you real quick about uh, so like, you know, with Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy, I mean, give him a lot of uh praise because when he did the broken Matt stuff, which I always. I'll be the first to admit when it first was a thing, I just said, wow, they're just doing anything. But it did wonders for his career. This big money Mac thing, I mean, I, I get broken Mac couldn't do it. If he's you get what I'm saying? Like money Mac works better. Money Mac works better with a, a private party. But what is your uh, feelings towards that? I don't know. I mean, I, just, I mean, I just don't understand the whole thing with Page, I mean, at some point it does make some sense that he is sort of listless and lost, but right. he's rejected now being with groups multiple times, and he's clearly going to be recruited into another group. The thing about Big Money Matt, I mean, here's something about AEW. The belief is, and, and this is what they say, is that the talent is allowed to go with their own creative vision without much editorial content, and that's both good and bad. So we see sometimes duplicate things. Big Money Matt Hardy right now is basically the same character, but not as good at it, at it as Don Callis. Uh, and it's basically the same character, except, you know, lower tier. And he's the one, and Private Party are the ones that they're putting cross, the crossing over with Impact for, right. which is like they're oblivious to it. I mean, it, it's good that other wrestlers from AEW are involved in that. Uh, it, that can only be a positive thing. And Impact saw a pretty big spike this week, 39,000, which is, oh, okay. yeah, they went from 147 to 186 uh, two weeks after a pay-per-view, but we don't have the buy rates for the pay-per-view. I actually spoke to Josh Nasum from uh, Figure Four Online, and he claimed that they don't have the buy rates either, and he was going to inquire. Let me tell you something. Bullshit. They have the buy rates a week later. They, they actually have the buy rates a couple days later, but they don't release them for a week because – excuse me, there's the replay a week later the next weekend for uh, pay-per-views, for those of us who remember paying for pay-per-views. They have them. They have them to the number. I was going to say, yeah. They actually haven't reported a solid AEW buy rate for a pay-per-view since maybe Revolution 2020, the January show. Nothing since then have they actually reported. They've just been saying, oh, we, we hear it's between 98 and 100,000. They know exactly what it is. Um in any event, I don't think much of this, and I think that they probably should have picked a different gimmick to go to Impact. Uh, I, I don't think Private Party has had enough success to merit being a number one contender. We don't even need to really get into that they won one match there against the makeshift tag team. Right. Um, no, no, no. We don't. Again, Big Money Matt and Don Callis, same character. I don't know why they couldn't have picked the, the, the Lucha Brothers or any number the the butcher and the blade who really don't seem to have anything going on um there's just a whole lot of teams that don't have much going on because they, they could send scu there they could send um the hybrid to your favorites um, h2o yeah send the acclaims or top flight or both so oh and you're talking about sending tag teams to uh impact right yeah instead of private that, party and it's not just a and it's not mm -hmm. because of private party. Listen, I am not a big fan of private party. I think they've already been 
surpassed by a lot of other young teams that are very similar to them. Right. But this is not about them. This is about Matt Hardy being the same character as Don Callis. It, right, it, right, right. No, it, I, it, I, I asked that because you said something interesting. Because you were saying, why not send? That's what I said, what, send them to Impact? But um, SCU, which is really Christopher Daniels and Kaz, that would have been interesting to send them back to Impact because, you know, that's really the, that's the stomping ground. So well, that, that's why you said that. As I was did, kinda, you, did you see my catch myself after I said the Lucha Brothers? Because they were also in Impact. Right. I, I, I almost forgot about that. Yeah. Right. That was like And they're a, also sort of in a story. <laughs> they're sort of embroiled in this whole yeah. pack and Moxley and, and, and yeah. But the Pack and Moxley and Omega thing does involve the Good Brothers, so it would make some sense to tie in. And the Good and the Lucha Brothers are a bigger name than than Private Party. Yeah. Anyway, it, we're we're getting on a on we're getting into some weeds here, but that that's just my two cents on it. Um, we we go to a commercial now. I can tell you the next match is is Cash Wheeler with Tully and and uh, Dax. Uh, Cash, yeah, Cash and Tully handcuffed to Luchasaurus. Dax versus Jungle Boy. Ah, the, I can't wait till you dissect that because right. I so only know can... one thing about it, and it's just hilarious to me. And I can't wait to do it. Yeah. But um, but you're gonna have to wait because you've got to tell us what happened in the next day. But I don't want to. No, I'm joking. But um, <laughs> nobody can force you. You're the boss around here. You're the director tonight. Should we take an audience poll? Oh my God! Did I? Did Mr. Freeze get you? All right. Well, I don't know how long it's going to take to resolve this, so I will go into the next segment. Um, so, again, Cash and Tully with Dax. Uh, Cash and Tully are handcuffed to Luchasaurus, who makes a big deal about sitting down and keeping them seated. So it's yeah. Dax and Jungle Boy. Sorry about that. I just figured that while you were frozen, I would. Yeah, uh, no, you did a great job. See, that's, that's why we're the tag team. So yep. I apologize about that, ladies and gentlemen, having difficulties on this end. Uh, but yeah, Tyler Russ goes against um, some guy. Uh, it's really nothing more but a highlight for Tyler Russ. It looked like that's someone they want to really put a lot of stock into. Um, you know, he showed some impressive moves. He didn't. I, I don't. You mentioned before he did some. What was it? ROH stuff, right? Indie yeah. stuff or something like that. So yeah. I mean, he has experience. Apparently, I mean, he got a good look and stuff. But he just didn't do anything for me in the ring. But he does beat this some guy. With a submission, he hits him with a um, some beats, guy, yeah. He beats some guy with um, like this arm breaker submission. It's like he put he wrapped his arm, it was almost like the rings of Saturn, but was modified. it uh, was some guy his last name and his first name was Cream of, yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, it's middle, some cream guy. That's really cream, that's of, the best. cream of some guy. Cream of some guy, that's right, that's the brand, cream of some guy, yeah, that's, that's uh, the name in wrestling. That's, yeah, that's a great name. That's one of those wrestlers. Uh, that's like like your first opponent kind of wrestler. Uh, but he beats some guy. He makes him tap. Uh, his manager was uh, Malcolm Bivum. Bivum. I know I'm, I butchered that man's name. Bivens. 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 Oh, it's Bivens. Okay. Um, then he gets the win. Uh, there's some. His music remind me, I remember growing up in the 90s and when I was a big, big, big wrestling fan, which I still am, but it was different when I was younger. I remember we used to watch this show. It was called WCW Saturday Night. And his music just remind me of something off Saturday Night or uh, what was the other show in WCW? Worldwide. So he had this music that just remind me of the 90s. Um, Whose music? Oh, uh, 
Oh, the winner, Tyler Ross. Not not some guy. Some guy didn't have music. No, which music from from WCW? Oh no, like literally the intro from WCW. Oh, the intro music, the the theme. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> I'm sorry, I should have been very clear, but it just reminded me of those intro themes from like Worldwide and um, Saturday Night. So yeah, he gets the win. I see they they want to put stock in him, which is cool. I mean, you you gotta because I eventually a lot of these guys gotta be a lot, not a lot, but eventually you know people are gonna be called up, and you gotta focus on talent that's going to be here for the next year or two or three however long because undisputed undisputed ever been here for what like four years at this point i don't even know anymore but they've been here for a long time so you know you got to work on some 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 other names we have the grizzled young vets against kashida and leon ruff um i i the Grizzle Young Vet were probably killing it in NXT UK, but they just didn't do anything for me. <laughs> they probably it, it just like I want I because they look like they should be a really good team, right? But they just there's something missing there. I don't know what it is, it, and it's not wrestling because the in ring work I felt was crisp. I felt like it was very very crisp. Um, so it's it's not that. I, I can't explain. I don't know if it's they don't have personality. I'm not I'm not sure, but I wasn't feeling them. Kushida and um. You're not in your head, so it must be that. But um, yeah, they are completely fungible. You know, you know how like uh, when we talk wrestling, sometimes you'd be like, "Well, this tag team remind me of that young grizzled young red just remind me of Imperium, just with hair." Well, yes, I mean, I mm-hmm. I have said it, Imperium. You take the grizzled young veterans, you take Lorkin and Birch, you take FTR, you just put them into one of those bingo rollers and. Pull out any two guys, put them in. I have no idea. They're all the same. They're all exactly the same guy to me. So yeah, they have this match with Kushida and Leon Ruff. Um, I mean, they and take a man. Tyler Ruff in that bunch too. He's basically one of them too. Who was that? Tyler Russ, Drew Gulak. Throw them all in there. Oh, Thatcher's oh, taller, but they're all they're all the same as far as I'm concerned. They're they're basically small Cesaro, which is but Cesaro, <laughs> small Cesaro. Which is which is okay if they actually put like five of them together as a faction, sort of like some version of the Bar Club, but maybe like the the Dungeon Club or something like that, or the you know or the the you know the the Malenko Club, something like you know some somewhere like that where they're all very serious, but but because there's so many boring guys together, all of a sudden they're interesting. I mean, it works for Imperium when they're together. They're they're sort of interesting. They sort of have a menace about them. there's something about that, excuse me. Oh my goodness. There's something about that that actually works, uh, Imperium. Um, yeah, yeah, they look like Nazis, that's why. I mean, come oh, on. My, oh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. I now I feel like I really should not be, um, like sitting there going, Go Imperium. Oh, there you go. Well, what do you want me to say? They look like Soviet Spetsnaz. I mean, you know, basically saying, you know, whatever it is, they 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 they, they look like uh, Slavic northern Ger- Germanic bad guys. They do look like bad guys. Not, not, not. No comparison. Um, but yeah, they. Uh, uh, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Yeah, I had to throw that out there because yeah, you know, like, sure. hey, wait a minute, no, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Grizzle Young Vet they beat Kushida and Leon Ruff, which I expected, but I honestly expected, um, the way. what I really, huh? The way to interfere. Yeah, I really expected that to happen, but the. Uh, Grizzle Young Vets, and also, too, just a quick note, because I do take notes on these things, and I pay attention. Uh, my fifth, Yeah, I know. My fifth grade teacher would be proud of me. Um, 
So uh, they mentioned Grizzle Young Vet last year eliminated Kushida when he teamed up with Alex Shelley, the time splitters. So it just seemed like the it just if there's another dusty roll, uh, another uh, dusty classic, Kushida's in there and he's facing the Grizzle uh, Grizzle Young Vets. Uh, he might be uh, he's probably gonna be shaking in his boots because this get this team just seemed to have Kushida's number. Uh, Leon Ruff takes the pin. They protect Kushida, which I gotta say I'm really I, I really like what they have done with Kushida because um, he was just another name on the brand. Um, didn't do a whole lot with him um, to the point I felt like the stuff in the cruiserweight stuff was great. But that match where he really got aggressive with uh, Velotine Dream, I mean, I, I don't even remember if Dream even got a hit in. So, I mean, that's what that was the match to me that showed the aggressions. And ever since then, he's just been really aggressive. I mean, he comes out with his jeans and his uh, uh, wrestling boots, and he just kicks all kinds of ass. And he was kicking ass. I mean, there was a part where he got tagged in. I mean, he was, like, really – he was killing people to – the point once Leon Ruff and I like Leon Ruff, but uh, once he got in the ring, um, he's the guy who's going to eat the pin. He's going to eat the he's the he's the guy who whose shoulders was in a relationship with the mat. Um, and right after that, after the match, um, you have the way attack uh, both Kushida and Leon Ruff with uh, oh god Austin. I almost why did I almost say Austin Aries, but uh, Austin Theory. Pretty easy to do. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's an Austin. I mean, I could have said Steve Austin, but I think if people said Steve Austin was an NXT, they yeah, might be also Ace Austin, and there's Austin Idol. So I mean, there is Ace or well, Ace Austin. Yeah, that name sound familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, you have um, yeah, the way they attack him, uh, Austin holds um Leon so he could see when uh, Johnny Gargano hit the final beat on uh Kushida. Kashida's laid out. They're celebrating their win, and out of nowhere, Dexter Loomis comes out of nowhere, stares a hole into Austin Theory, to which Austin Theory retreats. Him and Johnny Gargano gets out of there with Dexter Loomis just staring a hole into them. Dexter Loomis, uh, I mean, they just keep him in the mix. Um, I don't think he's going for that. Uh, I definitely don't believe him to go for the NXT champion. I mean, NXT uh, North American Championship. But he's there, um, which I guess I can give you the reins so you could take over because uh, my mouth is foaming. So why don't you talk AEW? Yeah, I actually think that when um, wherever to the moon Cameron Grimes is, when he comes back, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they team him and Loomis up as sort of a mitts match and tag team, and, and they may get uh, some some gold there. As a, with Sim- s- similar to what they're doing. I mean, granted, they don't have the gold, but uh, Tommaso Ciampa and uh, Thatcher, because they paired well, them up. Yeah, but Tommaso that- uh, Ciampa and Thatcher make sense. I mean, they really yeah. never should have been anti-each other. They're, they're basically the same guy. Um, Loomis, so they're not yeah, – well, they're, they're not really a mismatch. Um, as a matter of fact, I, I – thought that the stipulation in that match might be that the loser has to, you know, the winner gets to run Thatcher school. Uh, and the, so the loser would have to be a student. So, you know, and, and again, it's, it's the same as my other concept that you have, you know, Thatcher's 
you know, dungeon or whatever as, as sort of a faction. Anyway, uh, no, I just, I think Loomis and, and Grimes might make sort of like a fun, like sort of almost like a rock and sock kind of thing with yeah. less words. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, so I had started with the, uh, the Jungle Boy Dax match. Um, and so they announced Jungle Boy at 157 pounds, which is, I mean, so right now, listen, anybody who's listened to me on any of these shows knows I'm never going to be interested in a wrestler that's 157 pounds. And they're probably rounding up in any event. Uh, and remember what I said earlier that they have, the talent has a lot of freedom, and so sometimes they repeat things. Well, in the first match, Archer sent Jake the Snake Roberts to the back. And in this match, they sent... Marco stunk to the back and, you know, they were teasing. He had an injury. He was all wrapped up. So they, they sent him. So second time in one night, frankly, the second time in about an hour and 15 minutes, mm -hmm. uh, not even actually this, this match started before the end of the first hour. This was like a 20 minute match, uh, including commercial. It was way too long. Um, basically the story seemed to be that Dax Harwood was not prepared for a singles match. He kept wanting to tag out and, and, uh, Tully and Cash, you know, kept wanting to help him, and and Luchasaurus wouldn't let them. There was one or two times where Lucha, where it was reversed on Luchasaurus, but it was mostly the other way around, where the heels were trying to get involved, and Luchasaurus would sort of keep them down. It, it wasn't very, uh, wasn't very physical, um, but it just kept happening. Um, in, in any event, uh, Jungle Boy was working the left arm for a bit, but that. I mean, that was part of the story, but it really wasn't, it didn't play a pivotal role in the match. Uh, at some point, Jungle Boy kicked out of a slingshot liger, liger bomb, which really he shouldn't have kicked out of. That was a great, beautiful move. That should have been a three count. It wasn't. Jungle Boy has some offense, and he basically has Dax tap out to an STF, you know, bank statement type of submission. Um, so I'm not too happy about that match. It was way too long. I will say that. At the end, it got pretty interesting. Um, Tully had a sack of chalk, like the old uh, Mr. Fuji days, and he threw the chalk into the eyes of Luchasaurus, and then they sort of threw him into the into the uh, uh, barriers there to to knock him down. Uh, they got the key, they unlocked themselves, they did a beat down of Jungle Boy, and a little bit on the dinosaur as well. Uh, <laughs> Tully, they they did their finisher on. Uh, Jungle Boy, and then they did a Tully driver uh, where Tully was on the top rope. Um, I think it was on Luchasaurus, uh, and it was much better than a 20-year younger Snoop Dogg. Granted, Tully Blanchard has been a professional wrestler most of his life, but he is 66, and I think Snoop Dogg is, what, 49? Um, yeah. Anyway, um, they then handcuffed Luchasaurus to the ropes. He, he was draped down, you know, in the, in the usual prone position, and they took out a scissor and they cut the horns off his mouth. Um, they were then going to cut Jungle Boy's ridiculous hair, but Marco's stunt flanked by, I thought it was security, but it turned out it was SEU top flight uh, and maybe some security to save Jungle Boy's precious hair. Um, you got to protect the hair, bro. Yeah. Then we got, we got a segment in the back where Team Taz... Because they suck and can't beat anyone up, they... Oh, here we go, destroying. here we go. He's yeah, going to say, well, he's gonna say well, There's not enough here for a rant, but they were uh, destroying all of Darby and Sting's merchandise at one of the vending stations. Oh, uh, and, so that was, and they beat up the vendor. And then they'd say, you want a street fight? Get ready. So, yay, Taz, good job. You 
Wait, uh, what? Yeah, yeah, you destroyed, yeah, you destroyed the march. Very, very impressive. <sighs> so bad. That took us oh, to a commercial. Yeah, I, I just got to say this. Uh, I didn't see that segment. Um, first thing I want to say is, <laughs> LOL, they cut off the dinosaur's horns. Like, that is hilarious to me. I saw pictures of that on the internet, and I bust out laughing. I immediately bust out laughing. I didn't know what, what like, I, I don't know, whatever. And then, no, it, it was better than the usual trying to take the mask off thing. Yeah, I guess that's better. I mean, sure. It was, it was different. Anything that's, yeah, different no, that's is usually different. good. I um listen, I didn't I didn't like this show, so anything I think that's good is like <laughs> we have you're, to you're, you're pulling, you're pulling, you're pulling yeah. teeth. Yeah, every everybody must agree with me if I'm saying something is good. <laughs> so Derry pointed this out. Uh, he said Jericho and MJF became the official tag team of the inner circle, but Sammy Hack and Hagger, Satana and Ortiz will be in the tag team tournament battle royal for the tag. So I guess that's just com- <laughs> just conflicted. I don't understand. Wait, what? Like more? It just it's just more nonsense where things just don't make sense. I got into a little Twitter argument with. Oh, those are the there. best, and I'm not even on Twitter, but those are the best. But carry on. Okay, so they're having a women's tournament to determine the number one contender but they have rankings so what's the point of a tournament to determine the number one contender when there is a number one ranked person that's the person of thank you elvis that's a person who should be the number one contender and this person was saying no that's just telling you as one that has the best uh match it doesn't tell you who's the hottest or whatever you know okay fair enough so what i said well first of all that's not what they said this is not necessarily the order but i said that's not what they said they said the rankings are going to make it more sports-based yeah but they booked themselves into it they didn't want to do wwe 50 50 booking understandable but they booked themselves into a different corner so they have like moxley who's like 27 and 2 over two years but isn't necessarily the number one contender for for omega's belt um and and all of this nonsense so, uh, also a little bit of breaking news in round one: Serena Deeb is facing a returning Riho. So, I guess she got out oh. of and is back in the the U.S. So, Rio's back. So, those of you who like Josie mini wrestlers, yay! For those of us who like our wrestlers to look like maybe they can hurt a fly, boo! But that that is news, and and that's happening. Um, so, anyway, uh, I. You know, it, it just show. I mean, they just go to tournaments for anything. And the reason why I went on this little segue, because they didn't really talk about it on Dynamite tonight, is that, as Derek just pointed out, there was a segment later, and we'll get to that shortly, that talked about the tag team battle royal to determine number one contenders for that, uh, those championships. And again, why are they having rankings? And and I guess I should stop asking that because since the beginning they've had a battle royal, then they had a casino battle royal, then they had the ten man ladder battle royal, and they've had all, you know. And then you have people with title matches who are the four, number four, the number five contender. You had Anna Jay at number five. You had Abaddon at number four. Not not one, two, or three. So I mean, they've been consistently inconsistent. I mean, that was the guy's argument. Is he's like they've never adhered to it. So obviously, it's not what they meant. And I'm like, well, if being consistent in inconsistency is your version of good consistent, more power to you. I just think it's silly. And and right. and there's a way around it. And Ring of Honor, which just restarted, they have they have their own version of rankings. You have to declare yourself for a certain division, and there's a top five ranking. 
but they made it clear that the board of directors has discretion based on quality of opponents and and you know other factors to pick any one of the top three for title matches. So they gave themselves an out. AEW can copy that. Why not? The Ring of Honor doesn't have a patent on that, but it's clever. Copy it. It, it, it. it makes sense. It gives you gives you a little bit of an out. Yeah. But if we remember the men's tournament where Omega won, I mean, you had people who weren't even close to you. You had Sonny Kiss. You had Joey Janela. I mean, that's true. That's true. I mean, it was all yeah, people who you, you didn't even think was, um, not to say they wasn't on the rankings, but they wasn't even top 10. Yeah. So, it, yeah. It, it wasn't number two through nine who, no. who should have been in there because they don't want to make the tough booking decisions. I mean, so there should have been some tournament to get yourself into the tournament to at least get around that. Right. Um, anyway, I think they were back to NXT at this point. Sure. I can take over, buddy. Um, Chris Dunn got hurt. Um, that's just how I was going. And I uh, made this note here. Uh, Chris Dunn was laid on the floor. Real Amigo asks what happened, and he says, uh, Del Fat. Well, I, I, you have a better Spanish accent than I do. What is it called? Del Fama? Oh, fa are you talking about Legado mm -hmm. del Fantasma? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. That, that, that's, yes. Thank you. There you go. Um, because I, I would have but I was going to butcher that. So, yes. Apparently, uh, I think that means the Legion of the Ghosts. The Legion. Okay, you know what? I like that better. The Legion of the. See, that sounds badass. But then again, I I just understood the translation. I'm sorry. But boom, the Legion of the Ghosts. Why did I almost say Legion of Doom? Oh my god. Um, because Legion of Doom is something that people say. Yeah, Legion. Yeah, and you know, Lex Luthor was a part of that. But yeah, sure was. But, hey, yeah, can I'll... you explain to me that when the Super Friends battled one villain, it took 24 minutes to to beat that villain. But when you had 14 villains, it took the same Super Friends the same 24 minutes to beat like 12. Oh my god, that was crazy. So when I used to watch Super Friends on Cartoon Network, I never thought. But I always wondered, I said, "Where's the punching and kicking?" I never understood any of that. But yeah, I I don't know. I can't explain that. I guess they just had time to kill. I don't know. Yeah. And, the, and some of the villains they even picked on there was uh, Scarecrow over Joker. Come on, come the, on. The whole, the whole, the whole thing was just not good. No, no bueno. I mean, s Samurai uh, tornado. Oh, that was terrible. Black uh, Bolton, Black Bolton, whatever. That was terrible. Yeah, no. Chief. If 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 kids, if you want to see some old fashioned what we thought was harmless racism back in the day. Well, oh my God, no, it's offensive. <laughs> yeah. It's hilariously offensive. Like, you, know, yeah. you know what it is also, and I, and I actually looked this up today because I was thinking about it. Mm -hmm. that, you know, when you're growing up my age and you had Crayola crayons, you got the crayon for skin color and it was roughly my color. So, you know, that's, that's ingrained in you that that's the normal skin color. And that's something that who knows what kind of impact that makes on a person, if any, or whatever. But I remember it. So I figured that they changed that a long time ago. No, it was 2003 that they that they teamed up with some association to make the Skin Tones of the World collection, where they had like seven or eight different crayons that were all different skin tones. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I'm not entirely sure. I didn't go this far, but I'm not entirely sure that the one that is Caucasian isn't still just called Skin. So, <laughs> I mean, so, uh, but yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. This is, this is, uh, we should probably reverse that, reverse that, reverse that, reverse. There we that. go. Reverse. Going there we go. Going back now. Going back now. So yeah. NXT. 
NXT, and he's uh, Derek. He said, "I'm old school Superman from back in the early days." Of course, because Derek, you're basically me. We're the, we're the same <laughs> you're just like if my inside was on my outside. There you go. See, there we go. Uh, Curse down gets hurt. Uh, uh, the fans. Um, uh, what, what's his name? Oh my god, Legado del Fantasma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no. Um, Santos. I'm sorry, Santos, Santos. Escobar. Yeah, Santos Escobar. Him and his guys. Uh, he gets confronted by William Regal. They mm-hmm. act like they have nothing to do with it. They laugh it off. They say, "Come on, let's go." Mm-hmm. But they see a card, oh. and it's one of those cards from Carrion. So oh. I believe that's the next name because the week before. He did talk a lot of nonsense saying like, hey, well, maybe he couldn't cut as champion, talking about how he was a champion and had to uh, give up his belt. Meanwhile, he's like, I've been champion. I haven't been hurt and I was still champion. So I think there's going to be something there. I think there's going to be a little thing happening there. Um, Are they turning Carrion face? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he's just I think he's just going out there to kill dudes. Because I don't see him being a, a face. I really don't, personally. I think he's no. just out there to just just lay people out. I, I wouldn't turn him face. And, and not to say he can't be face. Well, what's he doing? I mean, obviously, beating Santos Escobar means nothing because he can't go for the Cruiserweight title. Right. But it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. I mean, he's got other right. things. I mean, I, I guess they're keeping him in, in NXT Excuse me for a while longer. It also might be just that little th- – I mean, Grant, you did say something interesting because, like, right, Escobar is the Cruiserweight champion. Escobar, uh, <laughs> he's a Cruiserweight champion, so it's not like he can go for that title. But I think it's just one thing before he goes for Finn because I believe he's going to eventually go against Finn. Um, but he needs something to do prior to that. So that's just my hunch. I'm not too sure. Um, we have Tony Storm. She comes out. She talks about how she wanted to be the first, uh, one of the first women to win the Dusty uh, Classic for the uh, women, and blame, and you know talked about how EO ruined everything for her. EO comes out, she sits here and says, uh, you know I, you know she's down for a fight and they're fighting. Um, Mercedes Martinez come out, she's kicking ass, she kicks EO's ass. Um, a point, there's a spot where she picks up the belt. After uh, these two had their little scuffle, uh, Tony and Eo, and Tony takes the belt from Mercedes, sitting there saying, that belt is mine. So there's a disagreement between these two former partners. Then you have Eo comes out of nowhere, attack both of them. They're fighting. It looks like there's a spot where it looked like, because Eo was going to go for the moonsault. So it looked like Tony was going to help Mercedes. Like she helps her take out the ring. But as she takes out the ring, she hits. She just takes out the ring and smashes her against the uh, ring apron, taking her out of the mat, um, taking her out of the equation. And you have Eo, just Eo and Tony, and Tony and Eo having a back and forth. She eventually gets her in the corner and she smashes, <laughs> she smashes her ass in her face three times, laying out Eo Shirai. So Eo, <laughs> Eo, after having a whole ass sandwich, Eo is no longer able to. Um, She's laid out after the ass sandwich. Yeah, and they, she, had the, the, she had the $5 foot long. Yeah. The, <laughs> there you go. And, um, yeah, so Tony picks up the belt. It looks like this is going to be a triple threat because uh, Mercedes was, for longest, was teasing. She was going to get a title shot. 
but now you got Tony in, in the mix. And I just see this as one of those things where it's going to be a triple threat for that uh, NXT Women's Championship to give EO something to do. Because I think the goal is, and I said it earlier in the show, um, I think the goal is to put that belt on uh, Gonzalez. I just think right now, I think what you do with Gonzalez right now is give her all these acolytes, acolytes, and you have uh, accolades you know, or acolytes, accolades. Thank you. I thought I said it wrong. That's what I was like. Well, yeah, you have, you, both fit in wrestling. It could be yeah. either. No accolades. No, you're right. Um, but um, what are you drinking there? Do we have a sponsor? No, we don't. But I love Angry Orchards. I, I'm a big fan of these guys. These are great. You ever well, drink? Anyone from Angry Orchard is listening. We accept sponsors. There you go. Please. And send me more because these, are, these are great. Show. I'll prove it. Fuck you. See? <laughs> uh, see, this is why they paired us together. Absolutely. But, um, and, you know, the next segments are number, and I'll just finish these real quick because these are nothing but promos. You take uh, your time, my friend. You, you, you do your job your way. Yeah, well, listen, we're the tag you team. So we gotta... You're a host of the year. You don't need to explain yourself to anyone. Least <laughs> of all me. Now, well, listen, you're, you're my partner, so I gotta. Uh, I, I gotta, work, buddy. That see, this, this, this is, this is, this is, this is why we, we, this is why it's just us. You get it? Really? Uh, Derek said, I don't think Gonzalez needs the the belt just yet. I mean, well, I don't know for you, Derek. She doesn't have it. Yeah, I don't think she. I mean, does she need it right now? No, but I just feel like she has a lot of momentum right now, where it's leaning toward. Eventually, the belt got to come off EO. So you figure who's next in line. I don't think it's Tony. Uh, Mercedes is cool, but I don't think it's her. I just think it's Gonzalez, and Gonzalez had that pinfall over her at uh War Game. So I'm just saying, who do you? I'll, I'll even ask you this, Derek. Uh, who do you think is the next? Who would you put? Who would you uh? Who's the person you would put as the uh, next uh, women's champion? I'm sorry. I, I, it took me a minute to get all that. But uh, there's a Swerve Scott promo. I really didn't pay attention to it because it was just to hype up his match against Bronson Reed. And then an Imperium uh, promo happens where you have the three members for Imperium. Um, I forget the, the whole name, but his Wolf. And they're talking about them being, okay, so Derek says Tony Storm. You know, not a bad pick, but I don't see it. But not a bad pick. Not a bad pick. Um, I can see Tony Storm having the belt. She makes sense. She came back. Uh, um, and also, if Dakota and Raquel get the tag team belts, but then they have an explosion and Raquel becomes the face, then she could take it off heel uh, Tony Storm and, and her first challenger can be Mercedes Martinez, who's sort of another badass, but is also, uh, you know, 40 and is there basically as a player coach, could be a transitional champion into my dream of dreams, my breakout star for 2021. And I don't know why she hasn't been on the show the last couple of weeks. Maybe she was later. Uh, but Zia Lee. Ooh, oh, man. They're definitely, she wasn't on the show. She wasn't on the show, but yeah. she's definitely someone they're building up too. Um, mm -hmm. I, 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 I yeah, no, she, I'm she, all she, about kung fu theater. I know you were. You was really excited about the. I feel like I was the only one kind of like, oh, this is cool, but all right. But you was like really like, oh, I'm really loving these. Uh, I am so ahead of the curve, my friend. No, you. <laughs> yes, you are, and I think she's someone too, because I mean, there's names that's going to be like I said before. The, you know, people are going to be called up and stuff, and you got to build a foundation for these uh, for these divisions. So she's definitely someone I could see. 
And let's yeah. not forget mm -hmm. that Zili and Boa are both Chinese. Yeah. And the one place WWE Network has zero presence is the People's Republic of China, which has a minor marketplace of 1.4 billion people. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's something they can tap into. So they don't really have a big, uh, what you're saying, so I, my brain understands, they don't have a big following in China. They, they, there's no way to, to get the network. I, I don't know if there's any way to get the, the shows, period. And for those people who are going, well, Peacock, Peacock. No, Peacock is domestic. Peacock, Peacock is U.S. only. I don't even think it's Canada. Um, so anybody who's a WWE subscriber internationally, you're still a WWE subscriber. That That's your way of getting it, though. In India, they, they're on Sony One, so they just did that deal. Ember Moon is, is is definitely in the conversation. I mean, I don't know why. You know, she went down to NXT for a reason, so she's yeah. she's in the conversation. I I wouldn't say that that's crazy. And they love Shotzi, so I mean, you can't eliminate that. There but, you go. I forgot about her. There you go. Yeah. But I would prefer that Ember and Shotzi become a face tag team in NXT, so that all of the brands have three or four women's tag teams, uh, including Ra SmackDown and Raw. But right now, NXT is where it's stockpiled. So you have two teams on Raw, two teams on SmackDown, three or four teams on NXT and champions. And, and now you have a division. There you go. Well put. Well put. Thank well you, sir. Even those. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's just these two promos, uh, and the last one I'll do, and then I'll give you the the floor to you. Uh, Undisputed Era have a promo. It's a babyface promo. They're talking about um, facing Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. Uh, so they, they talking about the history that they have with uh, Tommaso or Ciampa, and um, pretty much you know that next week is going to be a war for the. It's going to be the quarter found finals, if I'm correct. So. That's really good stuff. Um, there's really just uh, what like. Was, was there any uh, indication or teasing of Kyle O'Reilly not being thrilled with Cole and Strong for not rescuing him last week? No, no, no? I never said okay. no. Mm -mm. No, okay. not at all. Interesting. Uh, it's probably a slow burn anyway, but no, they haven't showed that. But um, why don't you, and the floor is all yours. Take over for AEW, good sir. Alrighty, so this is Britt Baker coming out with Reba. She is facing Shauna, who, if you recall, Shauna was the Portuguese wrestler who, for a while, everybody thought was a really great wrestler, but she's really pretty average. You know, her and Chris Statlander were, you know, everyone's saying, oh, AEW's division is really getting great. And then we saw people like Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa who can, and, you know, can actually wrestle. So, um, but Shauna is okay. She's not terrible. She's okay. Um, she anyway. embarrass herself in the ring. Right. So she was introduced as being from France. So apparently now she's from France. And then they said she used to be from Portugal, but she relocated to the United States. So she's being introduced from France. But she relocated to the United States. Okay, that's great. So that was stupid. Uh, and she relocated to the United States so she can com compete in AEW. So isn't she from the United States? They never said she relocated to France. I mean... I don't know. Anyway, she's won titles all over the world. That's wonderful. Me anyway, too. at some point, match, match, match. At some point, Reba distracts Shanna. Britt attacks her from behind, uh, but the match goes on. This match, uh, a lot of offense for Shanna, which I guess is not inappropriate because, you know, she left off as being one of the, you know, uh, upper tier women, whatever that means in, in AEW. Um, but anyway, at some point, Britt 
turns it over into uh, the, the submission and then uh, applies the mandible claw. And mm -hmm. she wins. Thunder Rose's music hits. There's a delayed uh, rescue run in by Thunder Rosa, and the heels get away. And Thunder Rose is going like, "Oh yeah, you're running away." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it was a it was a noticeable <laughs> delay from music to body. Um, we then go to the back where MJF is seeking out Sammy Guevara, and he's going, "Sammy, Sammy," and Sammy's like, "What's up? What, what, what do you want?" And and apparently, what they were arguing about earlier is that Sammy Guevara thinks that MJF had Wardlow interfere in the three-team match last week. And uh, MJF goes, frankly, Wardlow is the worst employee I've ever had, which, you know, that's great on the record. I didn't tell him to do that. I even docked his pay for this week. Are you happy now? And then Sammy's <laughs> like, you think I'm stupid? I, you know, I, I see what's going on here. You may have everyone else fooled, but I know exactly what's going on. And, you know, uh, I, I don't believe you. And basically, uh MJF goes, Sammy, are you are you sure that you want to play it this way? And Sammy goes, I'm not playing. So there we go. Um, that's true. Average fans don't watch Dark because they're smart. Um, ah, so where were we? All right. So uh, I already asked my important question is, can, can Sammy count to one? But that's, that's when I wrote it down on the page here. Um, we go back to Dasha with an interview segment with the Good Brothers and the Young Bucks. They talk about the Bullet Club being back, so the Bullet Club name has been dropped again to raise that false flag that there's anything going on with New Japan. Spoiler, there isn't. Um, the Good Brothers are very excited. They keep saying be sizzled bucks or some, something like that, which may have been a hip, cool term that they used in the Bullet Club. I don't know. Um the young bucks are a little bit more reticent and they're like, you know, we're happy to tag with you, but as long as that creepy uncle Don isn't around and, and good bros like, Hey, don't worry about Don. And then Kenny sort of saunters in and goes, Hey, what's going on guys? Hey, by the way, I think we have to talk. And then Don Callis walks in the entire right side of his face is bandaged and they get to a little bit of arguing and, and they're like, what, what's with your face? And he's like, you guys assaulted me. You assaulted me. And the young bucks basically deny assault, uh, deny assaulting Don. So, I guess at some point that might be a thing. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Then we get to the match. It's it's the uh, Young Bucks and the Good Brothers who come out separately. They are going to face the Dark Order. Um, the entire Dark Order comes out. They do the symbol. No negative one this week. Um, Dark Order in the ring represented by Eva Luno, John Silver, Alex Reynolds, and Stu Grayson. Um, mm -hmm. Frankly, the Dark Order dominated most of this match they had silver doing his basically pinball you know puck from alpha flight routine Stu grayson was probably the all-star of of the match i don't know what it really means because i'm he just has no personality whatsoever um in any event that at some point the bucks of the good brothers win the match i i can't even recall how it happened exactly um but i don't know i mean the, the funny part was when you had um John mm -hmm. in the ring with uh, with Gallows, Doc Gallows, who's you know probably six eight, and John Silver's probably like five four, and it, it was ridiculous. Um, anyway, the the Bucks go on that there there's next week there's going to be a tag team battle royal to determine who the number one contenders for their their tag team titles are. Again, back to my prior discussion of why do they have rankings. Where's FTR's rematch? Uh, you yeah. Know, 
Someone else pointed out that there are two of the inner circle tag teams in this tournament, despite there being an official tag team of the inner circle. I'm not even sure that Jericho and MGF are in this match, uh, which wouldn't make any sense either. Um, but the Bucks mentioned that they have been inserted into the, the match itself, and if they win, they get to pick whoever they want to face. So it's not like they get a pass. They get to pick whoever they want, and when they did, they, they turned their bodies and their inflection got a little bit more uh, intense, and they were looking at the Good Brothers. So they're saying, we might just pick you. Um, oh, wow. At that point... Um, Phoenix runs in by himself to attack because remember Penta was beaten up by Gallows, Anderson, Callus, uh, and Omega. So Phoenix runs in, he gets beaten down, and then Moxley comes in, and so Moxley for the for the rescue, um, and Kenny Omega comes in. Moxley gives him a paradigm shift on Omega. Omega really gets no offense in whatsoever, so the faces stand strong, and that's basically how the the show leaves us yep that's the end of my notes that's the end of the show we got our little copyright and trademark disclaimer dynamite out i would say not a terrible show not a great show on a scale of one to ten five ish five point three maybe just to be generous yeah yeah i i, I mean it wasn't as messy and convoluted as last week or the week before last last week was a bloody mess um, but it was sort of dull. I mean, some pe- there are probably some people who like the Dax Harwood Jungle Boy match. I just, I mean, it was too long. I don't buy into Jungle Boy. And you know that when there's tag teams facing each other in singles competition, the face wins to make you think they're going to win the tag team match, which, of course, they're not. Um, so, But I like the scene afterwards. So it, it had some good, some bad, some indifferent uh, but I would say it was mostly a uh, fairly average show. And by average, I mean not average by the, those eight glorious months from last January to about August when AEW Dynamite was far and away the best wrestling show on TV. Right now, I'd have to say that SmackDown is, is pretty far and away the best wrestling show on TV. I can, I can get that. Though I would say nobody's watching it, or maybe nobody's watching it, but I would say I've been watching MLW again. And I know that we're never going to review it here, maybe on a Patreon level one day or something like that. Um, it's not a lot of people watch it, but it is actually pretty darn good. And I think it's what people were looking for and hoping for out of NWA power when it first came up and before it got all goofy. Um, so if you have an extra hour or you're sick, you don't like any of the wrestling you're seeing, check out MLW and, and give it like three shows. Uh, there you go. If you don't like it, Quick. Is, is it digestible? How many? Um, how long is the show? It's a one-hour show. It's on YouTube. It's free. Um, they, they, I mean, it's they free. have commercials in there. Um, you know, Mil Muertes just signed. I'm trying to buy a mask from him. Yeah, very difficult. Um, but you know, evil dose has to you know support other evil masks and you know and get their power. I need I need some of those thousand deaths. So that I can re- revisit that a hundred thousand fold upon uh, <laughs> the terrestrials. There you go. There you go. And there you go. That was Evil Dose uh, AEW review. And I'm gonna hope to, as I change the light here. Oh, um, sexy. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I bought this thing from Five Below. It's very nice. It's it's. I'm revealing too much secrets here. Very uh, nice. Yeah. There we. Th- thank you. Thank you, sir. 
I uh, and uh, Derek actually agrees here. He said ML uh, MLW is worth watching. I agree. You said that's you, right? That's pretty. He's pretty much yeah, the same person. Yeah, we're the same person. If my outside looked the way it was supposed to, I'd be Derek. <laughs> so I'm gonna try to hurry up and uh, do the review because we have a swerve against Bronson Reed match. Just to sum it all up, Bronson Reed wins. Like uh, I don't know that that finishes that feud. Um, Bronson Reed is someone I see them really putting a lot of stock into. Um, you know, big guy. It's funny. I was uh, as I was making my way home today after work. I saw that they are right after the Royal Rumble on the network. They're gonna play. Um, it's icons, and they're gonna have uh, Yoko. And I'm not comparing him to Yokozuna. I guess the only thing is he's a big man like Yokozuna, even though Yokozuna was probably way bigger. Yeah. He's um, more like uh, Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah, I can see the Bam Bam resemblance. Yeah, yeah, Bam Bam Vader kind of. Um, it's not as big as Vader. Vader was huge. He's 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 more like a, a, a Bam Bam Bigelow type. Uh, you know, maybe like a even even like a Kevin Kevin Owens type, but not quite as but but bigger. Yeah, no, he's bigger than who? I mean, you've been a fan longer, but who was bigger between Vader and Bam Bam? Oh, Vader! Vader was concerned. Bam Bam was not a particularly tall guy. Right. Uh, Vader, Vader was big everywhere. I mean, Vader was a was an NFL um, defensive lineman. No, I actually, I actually, because I seen pictures of them, and they almost seem like they had the same structure, body structure. That's why I asked. Look like, again, look again, Vader. If you look at Vader's mm-hmm. his his traps and his shoulders, and he's he's a much broader and thicker man up top. Oh, okay. Bam Bam was just a fat guy who was agile. He was probably, they probably said he was 6'2. He was probably 5'10. Vader oh. was probably a legit 6'3, you know, 6'4. He was, I'll do some homework tonight. I'm going to look that up before I go to sleep. That's interesting. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, Vader was a legit 400 pounder. Bam Bam was probably, you know, 350, three, you know, something like that. Not a small guy, very agile. Right, right. I get what you're saying. But Vader was definitely the bigger of the two. Yeah, a weird, a very weird deep V-neck. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, Bronson Reed gets the win. He beats uh, um, Swerve in a pretty good match. Swerve looked good here. Was I like it on our show when I explained to one of our our uh, Jabroni fans that WWE is now the land of the big man again. I remember you mentioning that, and I don't know if it was even here or on your own personal podcast at the mm-hmm. Hammerlock Hangover, yeah, which I listened to, which is a really good show. Yeah, no, thank you for the entertainment. Um, but um, you know, um, you said the land of the big. So you you personally think that's really trying to get a lot of big guys again? Yeah, I think that they're focusing on the on the big men, and and you're going to see all of the big men start to migrate into title positions and the main stories. That's how they're going to distinguish this uh, themselves as a brand as being the land of the giants again. So it's no accident you've got your Drews, your Romans. Up there, Braun is going to come back. It's no accident that that Omos and Dabakato and uh, Keith Lee and Otis are training more at the PC to to work like. Is Omos training too? Is he? Because I I heard about the one with Otis and um. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's training there. Okay. Omos is one of those guys as well. Um, Bronson Reed with his push, Cross with his push. Yeah, it's. I mean, there's always going to be some diversity, of course. But I yeah. think you have to have that. 
Bobby Lashley, you know, uh, being they, they have done a lot. And I was never a big back in the day, Bobby Lashley fan, but I really like what I know in your show. Yeah. You know, yeah. A big fan of Smashley, but he's been really just killing dudes and they've done a really great job uh, protecting him very much. So like he's really uh, Seamus is, is they're, they're booking him like it was six years ago, you know, so. It, you know, it's it's uh, the fiend is a big guy. I'm I'm just I'm just saying that that yeah. that's what they're, they're going to be mostly the giants again, the larger than life uh, people. If, if they're not capable of making larger than life characters, they're going to at least have larger than life people. That's interesting. I, I'm gonna keep my eye open. You keep your eye on. You keep watching. Well, I sure will. Uh, well, that's because then I can't review the show if I don't watch it. Right? Oh, you I am Naito. See, I, I see that. I know that's a Ju New Japan reference. See, there you yeah. go. Look, boom, I am a wrestling fan. Um, yeah. So we have the main event here. Well, this is a, a quick promo. I'll just talk about Ciampa. And Timothy Thatcher joins him. Uh, they're talking about the uh, Dusty Classic and how they're going to face Undisputed Era. Um, you know, it's just generic stuff to hype up the, uh, the next week's uh, card. But we get to the main event with Cal O'Reilly against uh, Cal O'Reilly and Finn Balor against Oni Lorcans and Danny Burch, uh, which I have decided to call him Player One and Player Two because one come out like this, another one come out like this. So they're just play. <laughs> He's shaking his head. No, like <laughs> no, I'm shaking my head. It's fine. It's it that is exactly fine. Yeah, yeah, no. So they come out. They do the you know thing. Um, Mario and Luigi. I, yes, I Mario and yes, Mario and Luigi. Right, you and Ken. You name them. Yeah, they're pretty much play one, player two. Um, it, it, it's okay. I mean, Danny. I mean, it wasn't really. Well, player one, player two used to be the Dark Order. That was the Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. See, Super Smash Brothers. It's funny because, like, when I heard that, and look, I'm a video game nerd. So when I heard that, I'm like, oh, and I know why they don't use it because Nintendo will be right on their throats about that mm -hmm. so that, that was really hilarious um so right but i didn't know that that was actually their names play one play two that's like cool like when i play 2k19 again i'm literally making a team just play one play two like that's great but that's neither here or there i'm sorry i'm just being a nerd boom um we're doing a wrestling show we're already i know i apologize i'm a nerd and i'm we're already nerds you know it's, it's all like right that's true that's why we go to comic -Con. are you a comic-con kind of guy I would go, but I'm not. I mean, I, I don't. I I don't think I've gone to a comic con in thirty plus years. Thirty years. Oh, comic cons haven't been on for that long, bro. Like, was it? Well, it was a. They were they were conventions, but it was. You're right. It wasn't comic con. It wasn't all the cosplay. It wasn't you know the big thing that it is now. But you could go, and people would sell old comic books and art, and you'd have like. You know, Chris Claremont would be there signing autographs, and you'd have, um, you know, some people speaking from you know whatever movie was happening there. So, you know, yes, everyone is a nerd about something, and I want to find out what everybody is a nerd about because I want to bring them on Garden of Doom to talk about their nerd. There you go. If it fits in Garden or Doom, or preferably both. <laughs> That's a hell of a garden. I, 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 and before I go into the NXT review, what is, uh, so these people, so, uh comment uh comments our fans know what is garden of doom jeff oh garden of doom is my non-wrestling podcast um and it covers a wide landscape of things that fit into the garden of doom which really can be anything um 
I would say if there's a through line, it, it's usually about pan-cultural experiences. So the commonalities in myths, including theologies, uh, we question certain things like the question of indigenous, what is indigenous? Uh, we also talk about a lot of real news, the sort of science-based news, and also a little fringe news, but has fact in it. Uh, we are studying the roots of humanity, and 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 a, but we also get a little crazy. We are very much into ancient aliens and uh, things like that. And then I've had a I've had guests from aerospace engineers to shamans uh, to the great legendary uh, wrestling podcaster Kevin Castle. Um, so we're all over the place, but it, it's a lot of fun and. Uh, you know, hopefully you'll find something of interest. This week we did things on alternative currency. So, so yeah, sometimes we're real world useful. There you go. Well said, Jeff. Well said. Thank you. So there you go. Garden of Doom. Check it out. Should be a lot of fun. Free shows. All every podcast I do is free. No, no Patreon, no donation. All free. When we don't ask you for anything. No, sir. So great, great plug, by the way. So with that said, um, because I mean, we're getting ready to hit the two-hour mark, so I'm gonna ooh. do the. Ooh, is right. I'm yeah. gonna try to uh, hurry it up here, but um, you know, Finn Balor, Calorelli against uh, Play One, Play Two. Um, it. I was actually excited about this match because of the participants in this match. I think Oni Larkins is really cool, but he's a heel now, so I guess it's different. Because when he was a babyface and when he used to do the hot tag, you know, he would be fired up. He would really start punching people in the face and. But the story here was, uh, you know, Cal and Finn getting their revenge. But um, they would attack Cal. Uh, they keep hitting his jaw because obviously from the match he had with Finn where, you know, he's still selling the effects from all that. So, oh, excuse me. So you have the, um, I'm sorry, that's the angry orchard sneaking up. But uh, you the angry have, part. Yes, it's, it, that's the very angry part with a capital A. So, you you know, this match is, um, it's okay, it's all right. Um, they attack Cal, Cal O'Reilly's, um, jaw, almost a neck jaw. They keep punching him in the jaw. I mean, just uh, just brutal. Um, and Cal's doing a good job selling it. Finn is getting his offense in. Um, Finn and Cal get the win. Cal uh, catch. I forget who he caught in the air, but one of them went for a move. He caught him with the uh, like the single, uh, the, like the scissors. He this is a submission he does. I just I, I apologize not knowing that exact name of his submission, but he he catches him with the leg, give him give him the tap out. Um, the babyface get the win, and you have Kyle Riley pointing out pointing to the um, as they were in the ring. They point, and Pete Dunn is there who. Early in the night, he drops off in the car. He drops off um, player one and player two. But he's in the ring. Is he an Uber driver now? He is an Uber driver. Hey, listen, times are hard. Definitely. Times are hard. So he, yeah, you know, that Pete Dunn, there you go. Remember how before we were talking about uh, Timmy Thatcher in the, um, in the kitchen cooking? So, yeah, I mean, like he's in the kitchen cooking, giving people uppercuts. Um <laughs> It just he just punches you if like your your corn is not cooked. He give you a single leg crab. I don't know why. That's just like I just want to see that now. I just want to see him on Hell's Kitchen. But um, you know um, uh, they they attack Finn. Um, all three guys attack Finn. Cal try to help, and then the babyface are overwhelmed, and the undisputed era comes out. And there's a moment where all of them are together, 
and all four of them are standing side by side. So you have Adam Cole, you have Roderick Strong, you have Kyle O'Reilly, and Finn is right there as like the third guy. Because Bobby Fish is out. Um, poor Bobby Fish. But they they oh, have uh, it, it fish out of water, baby. Um, so all four of them are standing side by side, and you kind of go like, uh, "Is he is he a part of him?" But then Finn gets out of the uh, he he steps out and then grabs his belt and and he's Just by like himself. Last week. Huh? Just like last week. Yeah, so he pretty much don't want to do the group thing. He just want to do his own thing, which I really like. I really like the and I think the thing about Finn that's really cool. Like I remember we talked one time and I said Finn, I feel like the NXT Championship means the most in wrestling to me. And he was like, well, you know, the SmackDown title too. And and, and granted, I get those things, but I love. I, I think the thing I like about Finn is the aggression that he brings. I like the character change. He's he's a baby. I mean, at the end of the day, he's a baby face, but he's not your. He's not your traditional baby face, you know. He's not the same Finn he was on the main roster. So, you know, he had that moment. I feel like anywhere, any other time, he might have, um, any other time, he might have, uh, like, booking-wise, they might have just paired them together, him and Undisputed Era. But I like that he looked, and he was like, no. And he just rolled out. And that's really how you end up and NXT. So I think the next contender here for the NXT Championship is... Um, is definitely Pete Dunn. So, and I look forward to that. I think that's going to be a hard hitting match. So, I, I think that's I, I think that's where you go with. You go with Pete Dunn. It's possible, but uh, that would also make sense if they're turning Cross face against Escobar, because then you have a face against the heel when Cross goes against Dunn, assuming Dunn wins. Um, right. If not, you 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 know throw that out. But you, they're definitely experimenting during this no crowd era with less traditional rivalries. You're having face against face, heel against heel, tweener against tweener. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. Finn, Finn is, his character is a, similar to Moxley's. Uh, right. Finn, Finn though feels more authentic. I, I always feel like the guys in AEW and, and the women, that they're sort of playing at, at wrestling. It's sort of like a parody of a wrestling show. Um, F- Finn feels authentic. yeah. Yeah, I agree. And not everyone in NXT feels the same way. And again, some of the authenticity is also boring. Like you said, there, or like I said, there's basically eight guys that are exactly the same. You said that. Um, So, you know, that's not exactly always a good thing to to be that straight. Anyway, um, I I mean, I I feel like I'm plugging MLW again, but they sort of have have a nice little mix, though. I, I have to tell you, I'm a little bit confused between they have a faction called Contra and they have a faction called um, Injustice. And I'm not really sure who are the faces or who are the heels, <laughs> but, but, but maybe they're doing the same thing too. Um, they've been teasing that, that uh, Selena de la Renta sold her interest to something Azteca Corporation and they were teasing what looked like Dario Cueto's office. So maybe they've hired the actor that plays Dario Cueto to come. Oh, wow. And re uh, reinstate his character or his father, who was, you know, because Dario was dead and his father was sort of playing it or what we believe might be his father, but whatever it is. I mean, you give me Dario, you have Mil Muertes, you have Dario Cueto, you, you get Katrina. I mean, you was I, a I, huge fan of Lucha Underground. I, yeah, I, I loved the first three seasons. Season four, it grew at me at the end, and I was very upset to see it go. Yeah, Lucha Underground was. 
Lucha Underground was like love for me. Um, it, it, it was very pulpy, and it, you know, it didn't take itself too seriously. But the the, the wrestling was good. The stories were good. It was fun. Dario did quote uh, Coke and Scotch. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that on TV. So let me ask you, because uh, I saw a little bit of it, but I never finished it. I know it was on Netflix, so I just got to have a day where I just sit here and watch it. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jack Swagger, uh, was it Jack, was, his, was it, he wasn't Jack Swagger. He was like Jack Hager at that point, right? But Jake Strong. Jake Strong. <laughs> oh, my God. Um he was the last ever Lucha Underground champion. I've heard, I, I don't even say, I don't want to say mix. I just heard a lot of people were not a fan of it. What was your take on that as him as the last Lucha Underground champion? I will say he definitely did not fit in in the beginning, but by the end, it made sense. Um, oh, okay. And it's a shame that it sort of ended that way because it, it really took like the last three or four episodes for it to make sense. Uh, he, he came in, he was. Famous B was recruiting people, and it was like a very weird combination of people that didn't fit in with each other. And one by one, they all sort of broke off from Famous B, um, which made sense. But it wasn't really that interesting because they never made sense. They never gelled to begin with in any event. Oh, Jacob Fatu is is better than Umaga. But but I, I know. Oh, really? I mean, they're they're, I mean, they're, they're related. I mean, they're all from the, the Anoa'i family. Right, right. Absolutely. Um but yeah, J- Jacob Fatu is a monster, and Hammerstone's a monster, and they've a guy named Leon Kruger who's the the left hand of the Contra, so he's like their their hitman uh, kind of thing. It, it, they got some good stuff going on there. They have some stories. All you know, some of the wrestlers don't look so great. Some of them are small, but you know they they're they're replaced. You know they're sort of replacing them, and they're they're signing people. It's I don't know. They did, like I said, Mil Muertes has been signed. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just a fun little promotion. It's an hour. It it's a low investment, you know, and it and it is closer to old school wrestling. Except the guy, except about half the guys are too small, and some of them are too old and fat. Like the <laughs> the, the L.A. Parks. I mean, they're they're just. Uh, I mean, they look like me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what? Yeah, they look like if you put me in in skeleton, you know, costumes. I mean, yeah, like a like a big fat guy. I mean, it looks like you know they look like me. <laughs> this guy, we talking about? I mean, I could be Kevin Owens' stunt double, or he could be my stunt double. Well, there you go, and 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 this is all uh, what MLW. So yeah, if you guys uh, get a chance, if you're tired of. T- wrestling that's on TV. There you go. Just go to YouTube. It's free and bung. And with all that said, ladies and gentlemen, I think this has been a hell of a show. We're at the we're five minutes away from the two hour mark, but we're gonna end it here. So we hope that you did enjoy this review on NXT AEW and a little bit of uh, MLB. Uh, MLB. Oh my God! Take the range, Jeff. Because I'm. Well, we did actually. We started with the Mets, but a little bit of MLW. Um, but yeah, we we covered both shows. We think we did a great job. We know we did a great job. Oh, uh, Attack Team of 2021. Yeah, Call and it. you know, like you said, like, subscribe, follow, tell your friends. Do it on all the platforms, not just one. We are growing. We're doing really great. Um, you know, Actually. check us out for the entertainment shows. But the SmackDown show is going to go on shortly after SmackDown on uh, on Friday night, and we are looking into doing a Royal Rumble preview show. We're not sure about when, so watch your your social media updates about that. And of course, 
No, Brian Pillman's contract with MLW has expired. He's he's done. Go away, Elvis. Um, yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, and also don't forget to catch us watching the Royal Rumble live and then doing some live streaming there and then hopefully having fun. Um, but if we're not having fun, it's because me and Jack are beating someone down. <laughs> bad and evil, evil and bad. That's right. That's right. So- there you go. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching this show. Thank you for hanging out with us. Lots of uh, have done the heavy lifting. She would have done the heavy lifting. So, with that, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, y'all have a great night. Thank you for watching. Like, love, and share. And keep watching UPR because we have a bunch of shows going on. So, ah, great night. Ciao, everyone. And remember, stay evil. Stay twice as evil. <laughs>